So I think you've probably all had this experience. You decide to check out some new app, well, new to you app, because people you know say this is the thing. This is the thing that's going to give you some opportunity. This is the thing that's gaining traction. This is the thing that's the next thing that you'd better be on top of. You don't want to watch the advantage that you've gained for yourself wither away with time. And then you go to that app and it just feels completely foreign. And to some extent, the more familiar you are with whatever app you're using right now, the more foreign the new app feels because you're so in tune with the one that how could the other feel anywhere close to comfortable. And obviously, the more you use a whole range of apps, the more comfortable you might be. But you still get that moment of, wait, how does how is this supposed to work? From the larger gestalt all the way down to the little details of how to add or subtract certain parameters and information. We're traveling, and I needed an afternoon off, so I stayed home while the kids went to the zoo with my wife and I have taken the time to um, do some more work setting up my LinkedIn profile. LinkedIn is something that I've thought about for years but avoided because it wasn't clear to me why I would do it. And it felt like doing it, I wasn't going to be able to do it in a way that felt truthful or valuable to me. And that's changed. Part of why it felt that way is that LinkedIn kind of requires you to answer the question right up front. What do you do? Which has always been a difficult question for me because what I do is an unfathomable and slightly ridiculous amalgamation of things and has always been changing and how do I it's essentially asking you that question in the same context that you would have if you were at some function or party and somebody turned to you and said so what do you do well how do you answer that I've tried answering in a number of ways tried just by answering with sort of the most acceptable version of what I did and that tends to shut people up but doesn't actually feel like it's truthful nor does it help me to say that so for a long time I would say oh, I'm an editor I tried giving people the sort of just straight up answer of I do this for a living and that's also can sort of shut down the conversation because it's weird enough, right? That 
it doesn't tend to lead it does it, it's not particularly helpful to answer in that way and nor is it particularly a strong foot to put forward so the question i've come to realize that along with the sort of along with the barrier to entry of LinkedIn just feeling different than Instagram, which is what I'm used to, the big barrier for me is, is figuring out how to say what it is that I am, or what it is that I do. Not what I do, but what, what am I? Which is a slightly different question. You know, you could say, what are you? I could say, well, I'm a spoon carver, but that's not really, that's not really at the core of the issue. And then today, having given it a bunch of thought and poked around and tried a bunch of things, I came up with the best answer yet, which is this. I am world-class at a really obscure thing. I think that's fair to say. I feel comfortable saying that now, that I'm world-class at spoon carving. But it also, saying something like that needs to be put in the perspective of, it's really obscure. So it kind of doesn't matter that I'm world-class. And it kind of doesn't really mean much. Um, and yet it also does mean something because Fundamentally, that's the thing that's really kind of interesting about me, I think. I think it's why, um, it's, I think it's the thing that gives my thoughts on something some validity in, in the sense that somebody finding me through LinkedIn isn't going to be finding me because they're a fellow spoon carver. That's what Instagram is for. And on Instagram, I don't articulate any of those things. I use my bio to simply give links to the different accounts where I do things and people figure out real quick what I do and whether, you know, generally they're there because Instagram has correctly linked me up with them as being, we both do this obscure thing. But the problem with LinkedIn has always been, that's not the people who are going to see me. So how do I talk about what I do in a way that doesn't immediately make other people either dismiss what I do or essentially be some sort of front where I'm putting too much of a, I'm, I'm, I'm pretending too much. And I think that this nicely captures it, that I'm really good at something, that something is not something that you should really care about, but the fact that I've gotten really good at it means that I'm thoughtful about things at a level that I wasn't thoughtful before I got really good at it. And that's the key. I don't know what role LinkedIn will play in my life. It could be that it doesn't play any role in my life and that going forward, you know, I can look back and say, well, you know, it's not actually that helpful. But 
and it's a big but, just the ability to articulate what I am now able to articulate, what I've figured out, I think will be helpful to me going forward. The ability to be able to say that with the clarity that I now have, I think is really powerful and helpful because it helps me understand my place in the world, the way it relates to other people, and also how I should think about myself going forward. Of what use is it to be really, really good at something that nobody really cares about? Well, the world is full of people who are really, really good at something that is obscure enough that it is not like an obviously valuable skill or trade. And in many instances, Hi, Trudy, with our friend's dog. Come to see me. In many instances, it's actually that outsider status of being really good at something and understanding what that is, but also the recognition that that the world doesn't care really about the thing that I do really, I think is just a really good combination to have going forward. Because it means that, that my thinking comes from a place of success but it doesn't come from a place of, it doesn't come from a place of hubris. And I recognize the ridiculousness of that term, given that I just said that I was world-class at something, but I think you get my point. It doesn't, it's not the same as being, you know, an Olympic gold medalist where the world clearly cares. Although even there, I actually think that there's maybe some, some, some helpful similarities, right? Think of a gold medalist in some obscure sport that you don't really care about. They're really good at this thing. They actually probably have a lot to offer the world in sort of, in, in, well, in all sorts of things. And the fact that they're really, really good at their thing, but the fact that their thing is not... Um, something that the world particularly values is actually a potent combination. So I'm glad I realized that because for a long time struggled with this idea. I'm curious how you guys um, how you guys deal with this issue. I recognize that I've stopped doing posts about these episodes on Instagram. The reason is that I think that doing those posts was really sort of dragging at the Instagram algorithm for me because they perform so much more poorly than the other posts. So I stopped doing them and that seems to have helped both engagement here and engagement on Instagram. So that's good, but I recognize that it also means that there's no public place to share your thoughts on this, and I apologize for that.
I guess the best solution is if you feel like you want to share your thoughts publicly on one of my episodes, give a shout out to the episode in a comment on one of my posts where everyone can see it. And maybe people who haven't heard of this podcast will hear about it that way. And it will certainly be a place where other people can uh, see your thoughts. And I welcome that. Thanks so much for listening. Talk tomorrow? We're coming home tomorrow. Snowstorm willing. So uh, I think I'll be able to do an episode tomorrow. Talk then.